This is Trivia for Kids, where it's not just for adults anymore. Hello and good day. Welcome to episode 85 of Trivia for Kids, the podcast. My name is Casey. I'm Ren. And we're excited to bring you trivia, questions and answers, some jokes, and a little bit of knowledge along the way, right? Right. <laughs> I think I'm delirious. We just got back home from a quick weekend away. The kids didn't have school on Friday, so we took a little mini vacation, and I'm pretty tired, so I think that uh, my lack of sleep and whatnot is uh, catching up with me here. Where did we go? Tell them about our little trip. We went to the Mall of America in Minneapolis. And for those of you who haven't been to the Mall of America, what is it like, Ren? Fill them in. It's pretty much just like a mall, but there's one part of it with like roller coasters and... uh... Yeah, it's pretty much just a mall with roller coasters. The Mall of America is ginormous, right? It is absolutely huge. There's at least three floors. I know there's three at At least. least Is there? Well, and in the basement, we went to what? What was in the bottom floor that we went to on the last day? The... um. Sea Life Aquarium. Yeah. The mall has a full amusement park in it, an aquarium. We played mini golf along with all the stores and everything that you could imagine, anything you could ever want in a shopping center is there. And so the first day we went and we went to the amusement park and you rode roller coasters and rides all day long. Yeah. And Ren... You are the most adventurous daredevil of the family. So you had to ride most of the roller coasters by yourself. Yeah. But you know what? You're so brave and you did them and you didn't complain. And you were like, I just want to do that upside down floop de loop one again. I don't care if anyone's going to go with me or not. Right. Yeah. So which was your favorite one? SpongeBob. And what was what did you like about the SpongeBob one? Um. Well, I kind of liked all of it. I liked how. You just like go up and then you just straight down and that just makes everyone scream. And then you do a giant loop-de-loop that I loved. Then you just spin in circles. So upside down, loop-de-loops, did you get sick at all? Did you get motion sick at all? Um, On the first drop, I was like, oh, no. But you never wanted to throw up or anything? You were no, good to go? No. No. And most of the time on the first drop, I was like. Yeah, you guys rode rides pretty much the entire day. Yes, it was very fun. And then we stayed at a hotel that had a water park, and that was very fun. We had a great time with that. Uh-huh. And it was just a really good weekend. And that is why I'm tired currently. Same. But it was worth it, right? Yeah. How about some jokes to get us, like, fired up? Okay. Okay. First joke comes from Henry and Isaac. Thank you. What color is a burp? Green. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> Burple. That's funny. Question two comes from Nico and Martin. Thank you. What food can talk? I don't know. Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> or I would say, like, you know, those chips that you like? Takis. That could be the answer, too. All right. Joke number three comes from Kathleen. Thanks, Kathleen. 
Why do ducks make good detectives? I don't know. Because they always quack the case. (laughs) (laughs) Those are great jokes. All right. Now it's time for trivia. Let's do it. Here's how the show works. Trivia for kids consists of five rounds with seven questions each. We will announce the answers at the end of each round. Each new round will have a different category. After the fifth round, we will have the final exam, which will test you on the toughest questions we have covered in the previous rounds. Everyone ready? Let's get started. Round one, the category is animals. Question one. What big cat has the longest tail in proportion to its body size? Question two, true or false? Red pandas are part of the raccoon family. Question three, true or false? Rabbits can sleep with their eyes open. Question four, what type of shark is known as the garbage can of the sea? Question five, what animal has the thickest fur of any mammal? Question six, within 100, how many spots does a cheetah have? Question seven, what is a male duck called? Round one answers. Question one, what big cat has the longest tail in proportion to its body size? Um, Puma? The answer is snow leopards. The tail length accounts for 40 to 50% of the animal's total length. Not only is the snow leopard's tail very long, it is also very thick, as it is used as a storage region for fat to help this species survive in its extremely cold mountainous habitat. It is very thickly furred, too, with the animal using this fur as a blanket-like protection for its face and body when it's sleeping. Wow. That's cute. It's sort of like a feather boa (laughs) that it wraps around its face when it's cold. (laughs) That's funny. Question two, true or false? Red pandas are part of the raccoon family. True. It is false. Red pandas are not raccoons. They are not bears. They are not foxes. They are actually in a family all on their own. The only reason they are called pandas is because the word comes from a Nepali word meaning bamboo eater. Since they predominantly eat bamboo like giant pandas, 
they got the name Panda as well. So the word Panda in Nepalese or the Nepal language means bamboo eater. And since giant pandas eat bamboo and red pandas eat bamboo, they're both considered pandas, even though they are nothing alike, not related, not even close. Wow. Pretty cool. Question three, true or false. Rabbits can sleep with their eyes open. True? Yes, that is true. They can sleep with their eyes closed too, but usually rabbits will only close their eyes when they are sleeping if they feel very safe. So you might think your rabbit never sleeps because they never close their eyes, but in reality, they're sneaking a nap right in front of you. Question four. What type of shark is known as the garbage can of the sea? The answer is tiger sharks. They will eat literally anything that is put in front of them. They're like the goats of the sea. (laughs) Goats are like the tiger sharks of the farmyard. Question five. What animal has the thickest fur of any mammal? I do not know. One of the cutest animals in the ocean. It's a sea otter. They are so cute. I want one as a pet. You want anything as a pet. It's true. Question six. Within 100, how many spots does a cheetah have? Um, 260. They have between 2,000 and 3,000 spots on their bodies. Whoa. Whoa. How did they get a cheetah to sit still long enough for someone to count them? (laughs) Question seven. What is a male duck called? I do not know. A drake. Round number two. The category is books. Question one. What is the name of the young girl in the cat in the hat? Question two, how are Jack and Annie related in the Magic Treehouse books? Question three, in which book do we see a comb and a brush and a bowl full of mush? Question four. In the story of the princess and the pea, how many mattresses did she sleep on? Question five. What did the fairy godmother turn into a coach for Cinderella? Question six. Who had a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day? Question seven. In Jack and the Beanstalk, how many magic beans did Jack trade for the cow? Two answers. Question one. 
What is the name of the young girl in The Cat in the Hat? I feel like it's like Lisa. Her name is Sally. Question two. How are Jack and Annie related in the Magic Treehouse books? Sister and brother? Yep, they are siblings. I know I've said it before, but I loved when you guys read those books. They're so good. I'm excited for Brooks to be old enough to read those too. I loved them. Question three. In which book do we see a comb and a brush and a bowl full of mush? I do not know. Do you remember the book Goodnight Moon? Yeah. From when you were little? It's hard to read that question when I'm reading a comb and a brush. It's hard not to read it softly and quietly. Because it's a book like before bedtime. Yeah. A comb and a brush and a bow full of mush. <laughs> question four. In the story of The Princess and the Pea, how many mattresses did she sleep on? 20? Yes, she slept on 20 and she could still feel the pee. That's how they knew she was a true princess, right? That's how it goes? Yep. Question five. What did the fairy godmother turn into a coach for Cinderella? Oh, a pumpkin. A pumpkin. Very cool. Question six. Who had a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day? Alexander. You just watched this movie. What? Why did Alexander have such an awful day? What happened to him? Like the, his whole family had a really bad day. His sister, she had a really bad sickness and her older brother crashed his car because he failed his driving test. And Alexander woke up with a gum in his hair and... Just a, just a bad day. Just like a comedy of errors, I like to say. When things just go wrong and you just can't help but laugh. One of those days, huh? <laughs> Question seven. In Jack and the Beanstalk, how many magic beans did Jack trade for the cow? Fifteen. Only five. I think about this story quite often when I think about the mom and how she, you know, they didn't have any money for food. So she told Jack to take their basically only thing they had, which was the cow and sell it for some money for food. And then Jack traded it for some magic beans. If I was Jack's mom, oh man, I would have been furious. No kidding. Don't make that. Don't make a choice like that. Run. Okay. Okay, good. Round number three. The category is water sports. Question one. George Freeth had the nickname as the man who can walk on water. What sport did he help to make popular? Question two. Octopush? is an underwater variety of what game? Question three. Which stroke used in competitive swimming is the fastest of all strokes and is almost always used for covering any considerable distance? Question four, which sport is also known as water ballet? 
Question five. What sport combines aspects of sailing and surfing on a one-person craft called a sailboard? Question six. What team sport is played in the swimming pool where the players pass the ball and shoot to score into a net? Question seven. What sport usually takes place in a special deep swimming pool where the athletes have to perform acrobatics in the air before hitting the water? Round three answers. Question one. George Freeth had the nickname as the man who can walk on water. What sport did he help to make popular? The answer is surfing. You know, because you stand on the board and it kind of looks like you're walking on water. So that's what they call them. Have you ever surfed before? Um, have I? I actually don't know. You kind of, well, you boogie boarded at the water park this past weekend. I've knee boarded. You have knee boarded, but you've never surfed. When we've been to the ocean, it hasn't been like a very wavy ocean. So oh. we haven't had the opportunity. Question two. Octopush is an underwater variety of what game? I don't know. Hockey. What? I'd never heard of this. How do you play hockey underwater? Well, you push octopush the puck under the water, I guess. How do they breathe? So I basically had no clue what Octopush was, right? So I had to watch a YouTube video to even figure out how they do it. And basically, there are teams, people, with flippers on their feet, and they're wearing goggles, and they're holding this tiny, tiny little hockey stick. I would say it's about the size of like a kitchen spatula. And the puck is on the bottom of the pool, and basically they're using this tiny little hockey stick to hit the puck across the bottom of the pool floor and they have to decide like oh do I want to keep holding my breath to try to shoot into the goal or do I need to go up for air and then they have to play defense and it is just just like hockey the same idea but you're swimming on the bottom of the pool floor pushing the puck it's crazy question three which stroke used in competitive swimming is the fastest of all strokes and is almost always used for covering any considerable distance? Freestyle. That is one of the names for it. Yes, this stroke has a lot of different names. I think most commonly it's known as the crawl stroke, but it's also known as the front crawl, the freestyle, the American crawl, the Australian crawl, the English crawl, the Madagascar crawl. I don't know. The girl stroke, the freestyle. Yes, that is the right answer. Which is your favorite stroke of swimming? Backstroke. Yeah? How come? I'm fastest that way and I can concentrate more. Interesting. But I run into the wall a lot. <laughs> You're not paying attention, you run into the wall. Like you have to keep your arms up just so that you don't hit the wall. And then if you do, you hurt your arms or your head. Yeah. <laughs> Question four. Which sport is known as water ballet? I don't know. Synchronized swimming. Oh. 
Question five. What sport combines aspects of sailing and surfing in a one-person craft called a sailboard? I've seen it before, but I don't know the name. It's called windsurfing. Basically, it's like a surfboard with a sail attached on it. Yeah, we have a Lego piece with that. We do have a Lego piece with a wind with a windsurfing apparatus. You can also kite surf, which is like you hold on to a big kite and you stand on a surfboard and then it pulls you around. And you're you like put your arms in there and you're just Yeah, and the it. and the kite pulls you around. That's that'd be fun. I'd like to do that. Question six. What team sport is played in the swimming pool where players pass the ball and shoot to score into a net? I don't know. It's called water polo. Is it like Marco Polo? It is not like Marco <laughs> Polo. That's a, that's a good question. Regular polo is when you're on horseback, right? And you're trying to hit that ball into the net. Well, water polo, kind of the same idea. You're throwing the ball back and forth. And you're trying to throw it into a net on either side of the pool. But I think the deal with water polo is that you have to tread water the whole time. You can't touch the bottom when you're playing water polo. That would be really hard. Trying to catch and play and shoot and defend and guard and tread. Question seven. What sport usually takes place in a special deep swimming pool where the athletes have to perform acrobatics in the air before hitting the water? Um, like that thing where like you judge them and they go off of the diving board and, and like dive into it. Is yep. It? What's that called? You've said the word twice now. Diving? Diving. <laughs> That's what yeah. it's called. But you're right. They spring off the board and then they do flips and spins and tucks and rolls and flips and floppities and try not to belly flop, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I would do. <laughs> Same. Round number four. The category is the season of fall. Question one. In colonial times, what fruit was referred to as a winter banana or a melt in your mouth? Question two. What was the season of fall originally called? Question three, what do you call an adult male turkey? Question four, what kind of trees lose their leaves in autumn months? Question five, In what month does fall begin in the Northern Hemisphere? Question six. What pigment decreases in plants during autumn, making them lose their green color? Question seven. In the United States, what event happens at the end of fall, causing clocks to be set back one hour? And now the answers to round four. Question one. 
In colonial times, what fruit was referred to as a winter banana or a melt in your mouth? The answer is apples. I don't know. They call them winter bananas or melt melts in your mouth. I don't know if I don't know if I would say like an apple melts in my mouth. Would you? I was thinking it would be like ice cream. (laughs) Right. Ice cream does melt in your mouth. That's not a frozen banana. What? What candy? What is their slogan? Melts in your mouth, not in your hand. M&M's? Is that what theirs is? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Question two. What was the season of fall originally called? Autumn. Originally, it was called harvest. Oh, because I harvest food and like yep. corn. Yep. Question three. What do you call an adult male turkey? I know this one. Gobbler. It is a gobbler or a tom. A juvenile male is a Jake. Wait, what does juvenile mean? Juvenile means like a younger male turkey. Like a juvenile just means like a younger version. Oh. Before you're an adult, you're a juvenile. So you're a juvenile. What? Yeah, because you're not an adult. So oh. I didn't realize that I asked the question about an adult duck or a male duck and a male turkey in the same episode. Huh. Didn't even didn't even think about it. Question four. What kind of trees lose their leaves in autumn months? Maple trees? Deciduous trees. Have you heard of that word before? No. The type of trees that lose their leaves are called deciduous and not like evergreen. Those keep their leaves ever, (laughs) forever, evergreen. Deciduous loses them. Question five. In what month does fall begin in the Northern Hemisphere? October. It began in September. In the Southern Hemisphere, fall begins in March. So like in Australia, their fall is in March, whereas ours is in September. Oh. Question six. What pigment decreases in plants during autumn, making them lose their green color? I've heard of this before. (sighs) I don't know. Chlorophyll. Oh, yeah. Chlorophyll, more like borophyll. <laughs> that's that's from a movie. Only only the parents will get it, I'm sure. Question seven. In the United States, what event happens at the end of fall, causing clocks to be set back one hour? Daylight savings? Yes, daylight savings time is the answer. So let me tell you about daylight savings time because it's kind of interesting. So daylight savings time was first introduced in the United States in 1918 under the Standard Time Act as a measure to save on fuel costs during the First World War by adding an extra hour of sunlight to the day. A Department of Energy study found the extra four weeks of daylight savings time saved around 0.5% in total electricity daily in the United States equaling energy savings of 1.3 billion kilowatt hours annually. So what that what that is saying is because we move our clocks back an hour, the sun goes down an hour later. So we don't have to turn on our lights and use all of our electricity as early. So because of that, we get to we save energy in the fall. And like from Iowa where we live, it gives the farmers an extra hour of time in the fields during harvest while they're trying to take their crops out. Oh, so I've heard they're I've heard they're trying to decide whether they get rid of daylight savings time or not, but I think they decided to keep it for now. 
Round number five. The category is board games. Question one. What is the most common color for hotels in the game of Monopoly? Question two. In the game of Clue, how many murder weapons are there? Question three. Which board game is played on a triangular grid and has the objective of moving all your marbles to the opposite corner? Question four. What are the four suits in a standard deck of playing cards? Question five. Which board game requires players to move various body parts from a patient without touching the edges of the cavity? Question six. Within five in the game of Jenga, how many wooden boards are there in a complete set? Question seven. In the game of Connect Four, how many checkers do you need to get in a row to win? Round five answers. We are a board game loving family. We have a lot of board games, so this will be a fun one. Question one. What is the most common color for hotels in the game of Monopoly? Now that I've been thinking, it's either green or red. Green. Red. Hotels are red. Houses are green. I don't know. I I do know that I've never played a full game of Monopoly until somebody goes bankrupt and officially wins. Monopoly is like the never-ending game. Will it just goes on forever and ever? We I we just always get tired of it and quit and be like, well, you look like you have the most stuff. You win. Yeah. <laughs> Question two. In the game of Clue, how many murder weapons are there? Can you name them and count them out as you go? Twelve. Twelve? Six. Count them. Name them out. Candlestick. Dagger. Like, shotgun thing. Like, whatever that one gun is. I don't play Clue a lot. All I know for sure is that there's a candlestick. The answer is six. There is the candlestick, the lead pipe, the revolver, the rope, the wrench, and the knife or dagger. How do you kill someone with a candlestick? You hit them really hard over the head. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. You know, if you think about it, it is kind of a morbid game. Like Like dangerous. Right. Like it is a little morbid for a kid's game. Question three, which board game is played on a triangular grid and has the objective of moving all your pieces or marbles to the opposite corner? I have no idea. I don't know. Chinese checkers. So Chinese checkers, I've never played it, but it's usually when I've seen it, it's been on a circle board, but then there's a triangle. There's like a 
triangle and then your marbles go and you have to move them to win. I've never played Chinese checkers, but I could tell you what the board looks like. Question four. What are the four suits in a standard deck of playing cards? Spades, clubs, hearts, and diamonds. Very good. Spades, clubs, hearts, and diamonds. What color are the clubs and spades typically? Black. And what color are the diamonds and hearts? Red. What's your favorite suit? Diamond. Okay. Question five. Which board game requires players to remove various body parts from a patient without touching the edges of the cavity? Operation. Uh, no, that's right, but that's what that's the noise uh, it like, makes when like, you touch the metal parts. Uh, when you touch it? Oh, it scares me. Do you know the guy's name in Operation? The patient, he has a name. His name is like I've seen it on the back of the box. It was like... We've had this question in trivia before. His name is Cavity Sam. Oh, I was going to guess Normal Sam. (laughs) Normal Sam. Question six. Within five in the game of Jenga, how many wooden blocks are there in a complete set? Fifty. Fifty-four. So you got within five, so you you can count it right. Good job. Fifty-four of those wooden pieces for Jenga. Question seven. In a game of Connect Four, how many checkers do you need to get in a row to win? Connect Four. It is four. That is right. You just have to connect four pieces. Right. It was in the name of the game. I was trying to throw you off. Connect Four. Four in a row. Four, 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 four. (laughs) And now it's time for the final exam. Now remember... You've heard these questions in the previous rounds, but these were the hardest ones we've had. So use your memory and try to think back to what the answers are. Question one, which animal has the thickest fur of any mammal? Sea otter. Question two, which sport is also known as water ballet? Synchronized swimming. Question three. In Jack and the Beanstalk, how many magic beans did Jack trade for the cow? Five. Question four. What kind of trees lose their leaves in autumn months? Deciduous. Question five. Which board game is played on a triangular grid and has the objective of moving all your pieces to the opposite corner? Chinese checkers. Question six. Which big cat has the longest tail in proportion to its body size? Snow leopard. Question seven. What pigment decreases in plants during autumn, making them lose their green color? Chlorophyll. And that's the end. Here come your shout outs. Snow Leopards comes from Athena. Thank you, Athena. Red Pandas comes from Annabelle and Hugh. Thank you. Rabbits comes from Riley. Thank you, Riley. Cheetah comes from Wes. 
Thanks. Tiger Shark comes from Hudson. Thank you. Cat in the Hat from Liam. Thanks, Liam. Magic Treehouse from Jack. Thanks, Jack. Watersports from Leo. Thank you, Leo. Fall comes from Madeline, Carter, and Bronson. Thank you. Board games comes from Jack and Haley and Damien. Thanks, everybody. And now the birthdays. Happy birthday to... Jonah. Happy birthday, Jonah. Carter. Happy birthday, Carter. Adam. Happy birthday, Adam. Iris, I love that name. Happy birthday, Iris, I love that name. (laughs) Juliana. Happy birthday, Juliana. Cal. Happy belated birthday, Cal. John and Grace. Happy birthday, John and Grace, who are twins. And it was belated. So I hope you had a great birthday, everybody. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) And we will leave you with this conversation topic. What always calms you down when you're really stressed out or upset? A chill pill. When I say take a chill pill, you just take one? No. You know what calms me down? Music. A little music always chills my business. Oh, you mean like that? I thought it was like a riddle. Mine would be, um, I don't know, it just being quiet. Just being in, yeah, in your room in, in the quiet? Yeah. Great answer. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Trivia for Kids Podcast. And if you have a question idea or even an entire category, please email us at Trivia for Kids Podcast at gmail.com.